Hello everyone and welcome along to the fourth episode of the Ed Cullen Cars podcast. Kicking the news off with Lamborghini is always good. This new Lamborghini has been released during the week. It will be known as the SC20 and Lamborghini's own words, it's the most extreme open version of a road legal V12 supercar. This is only the second car to Lamborghini's racing division. Squadra Corsa has built. It is powered by the same engine in the Lamborghini SVJ, so a 6.5 litre V12 engine with 760 brake horsepower and 531 pounds for a torque. It is going through a 7 speed single clutch gearbox with, which drives all four wheels. So, getting on to today's podcast, which is based around the Porsche 911 GT2 RS, which I've seen at the 2018 Autosport International Show. I have already given a brief overview of what to expect at the Autosport International Show in the podcast titled McLaren 12C at Autosport International. So, if you look at Egg Cullen Cars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you should be able to know what show I'm referring to. So, getting on to the Porsche 911, which, so the Porsche 911 is the most iconic car that the brand has ever built. When you see a 911 driving down the road, you know it is one due to that shape that started back in 1963 as the 901. The 901 had a bit of a, it was a bit of a history due to Peugeot uh, had already paint, painted those three digit number. So, the, nine, the 901 became the 911 after only 81 cars had been produced. This model was only available as a coupe with a manual transmission and a 2 litre engine with 128 brake horsepower. The next 911 to appear was known internally as the G Series. It debuted in 1973 and production ended in 1989. This generation of 911 also introduced the turbo, which, which sent an almighty 260 brake horsepower at a time to the, to the rear wheels. I hope you're still with me as we have a few more generations of 911 to, to go to go to, or to get through before we talk about today's car. The next 911 to come about was 964. Its arrival brought power steering, ABS brakes, and four wheel drive, and a good safety feature, which was airbags. Then came the last air cooled 911, the 993. Many Porsche viewers regard this as the most prettiest 911s of them all, but I'll let you decide on what, on, on what you think. The 911, or sorry, this generation of, nine, of 911, the 993, also introduced the GT2 Monkey which became one of the most hilarious of 911s. We're now up to the year of 1998, and along came the 996, which was, which was water It was, it also became the 911 that changed a lot in the science stakes over the previous generation. So there, 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 was one saving grace for this generation. It spawned the the GC3. These water models brought about a habit of midlife updates. So you think about. Say the nine eleven or the nine nine one, uh, and then the nine nine one dot two, to give a bit of an example here. So still sticking with the nine with the nine nine six, ish it received an a, a an update uh, or say uh, an up yeah, an update in two thousand one that brought along uh, the uh, they brought along an, an update interior and a glass roof targa. The nine nine seven came came next. That's probably the, my my first memory of seeing Richard Hammond driving uh, a green 911 GT3 RS with May and Clarkson. I can't really remember what May and Clarkson were driving, but anyway, obviously something quite cool and fast as well. That really got me interested in the brand. The 997 got round headlights, and its shape was the same as the 996. The GT2 RS that, that followed came with 530 brake horsepower, which was quite a lot back in those days. So a midlife facelift came along for the 997 in 2008, with with more fuel efficient engines, 
and the PDK Twinkle Gearbox, which we've all become tonight. Uh, and maybe love as well. The response was met with great applause, but, but Porsche did fish the PDK with proper paddles. So it did. Um, I cannot leave this generation just hanging there without mentioning the best 911 of this generation, the GT3RS 4 litre. It was the final appearance of the Mer- the, the Mer- Merzer, Mer- Merzer, maybe I'm not, I'm not saying that right, uh, flat 6 engine. And th- this engine had, had the capacity of 3.8, but Porsche upped that to 4 litres and 500 brake horsepower in a car that weighed only 1,360 brake, uh, sorry, 1,360 kg. The next generation that came along after the 997 was the 991, a generation of which I think all pretty, all, everyone became to know and love as well. So the nine, the this or this generation arrived in nine, sorry, in two thousand eleven. It is also the, the, the generation that I'm that I'm going to be using to focus on today's uh, Porsche nine eleven GT TRS, even though it came out in the nine nine one dot two generation. I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm just reading off what I'm actually saying here. My notes. So. Uh, so yeah, the 91 came along. So the so the nine nine one generation came along with electric steering and actually uh, uh, and actually aspirated engine that could rev, and rev it did. So the midlife then then the midlife facelift came along for this generation in two thousand fifteen, and brought with it uh, a big update, which saw which saw its three liter flat six engine. Uh, which saw a three liter flat six, flat six turbo engine in the Carrera models. This midlife facelift uh, saw the car that I, that, I, that, 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 that I'm going to talk to you about today, as I said, the 911 GT TRS actually came in 991.2, not instead of being just 991. Uh, apologies. Which, which had 691 brake horsepower, or 700 PS, you want to go metric. Um, at its disposal. This car lapped the famous Nürburgring uh, in an astonishing 6 minutes 47.3 seconds, which is 5 seconds faster than a Lamborghini Huracan Performante, and a full 10 seconds faster than the 887 brake horsepower Porsche, 9, Porsche 918 Spyder, which, once again, I was doing this kind of research for this kind of podcast, I was actually my eyes blinked a couple of bits, kind of, I was like, okay, didn't think that, that I didn't think a a 691 brake horsepower car will be able to get around faster than an 887 brake horsepower car. But anyways, getting back to it, uh, which I mentioned next, it was the same engine that was in the 991 Turbo S, and that revved to 7,200 RPM. Uh, most of the of the extra power came from the bigger turbos, in fact 118 brake horsepower over the Turbo S, S's 572 brake horsepower. Uh, as I say, the GT2 or S had 690 brake horsepower and 553 brake horsepower uh, of torque, which is put through the true to the rear wheels. So, obviously, would have to be a very good driver to, to drive the thing without it being spinning off into a tree or something. Like that. So, uh, it can get from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 5.8 seconds, and 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 8.3 seconds. And also a top speed of three hundred and forty kilometers an hour. I have taken these from miles an hour to kilometers an hour, so they might not be uh, correct, but we're gonna stick with what I put just done. Anyway, 
it so it weighs us it, it weighs in in at one thousand four hundred and seventy kg, which gives a power to rate we a power to a power to weight a ratio of four hundred and seventy brake horsepower per ton. So the reason why I picked this nine eleven GT two RS out of all the other cars I could have picked there, um, including a nine three five, which I might do, I might do on another podcast in the future. So, uh, I, I might revisit this car show once again to uh, talk about that. But the reason why I picked this car. Was that a? I thought it looked quite nice. It was in it was it was silver. Uh, it it, it didn't have it didn't indeed have the Weissach pack on it, which I believe cost about twenty one twenty one thousand pounds to actually put onto the car. Uh, but it was a a Porsche uh Porsche UK's actual own kind of show car for the actual show, so it was fairly highly specced. Uh, I did indeed like the the carbon kind of bonnet and that sort of thing, and the car and uh, the rest of the carbon pieces around it. Um, but it, it it did seem to get quite a lot of attention, shall we say, from every single car enthusiast. So trying to get a picture was nigh on impossible. So as you probably see on the on the Instagram post, I will po- I will post up about it uh, tomorrow on my Instagram stories. So as like I said, if you're not following me, do follow me on Instagram. It's at Ed Cullen Cars. I'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast, and hopefully uh, you'll listen to more of them. So, um. So goodbye, uh, or, or, or thank you for listening, Ed.